Welcome, everybody. We're glad to be here with you on a Wednesday night. We're actually not going to meet for a couple of weeks because we're going to be traveling after this. But uh, we're glad to be together tonight and and see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope Luke. Good to see you, man. Yeah. I'm glad you could join us. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping a few other people join us because, like I said, this will be our last one for at least three weeks. Uh, we won't be back until the middle of June. Um, and then my Tuesday is is not going to happen for another four weeks. Yeah. So if you are 
uh, would like to the Washington retreat. We got, I think, one more spot we're waiting to fill. So get in touch with us if you're interested. That's June uh, 3 to 6 or something like that. So we're trying to look at the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we just finally filled out our whiteboard full of uh, all these dates and it's uh, trying to find everything. Anyway, yeah, so we've got that one in uh, June. And then July, we have the Restoration Encounters. We'd love for you guys to join us in our home. Uh, it's always a fun one. It's actually a seven day. And we're just looking at going deeper, um, you know, in the areas of restoration. What does it look for like for it personally, but then how do we walk it out? How do we walk out our restoration mandate? I think sometimes we hear the teachings and we're like, okay, someday restoration is going to happen, but you know, we're kind of waiting for something to happen. And it really is now we're walking it out. So, so it's just getting practical. I, I feel like there's been so much teaching out there and there, there, you know, so many things uh, have been, uh, you know, released through revelation and so forth. But um, I still don't see a whole lot of changes happening. So <laughs> I, it's it's time, I think, that we start practicing. Yeah. And uh, those of you who've already been to some of our immersion retreats, you know, you know, that's what we're doing. We're we're talking through things, but you know, one of the biggest things that happens there is people are are kind of set free. Yeah. Uh, in their thinking, and. Now, the last one, though, and I think on this next one, it's going to be even further. We got into a lot of the, the, the actual practicing of some of the stuff that we've been teaching. So it's been really, really good. Look forward to more of that as we continue forward. Yes. And we put a discount in there for the July Restoration Encounters. So just want to encourage you. Um, you can make uh, payments and different options are yeah, available. Yeah, trying to so. make it affordable so that it doesn't keep people out. Still got to get lodging while you're here. Uh, with that one, yeah. Yeah, with that one. So, um, but uh, it's it's yeah. Last time it was twelve hours each day, but very very loose, you know, very yeah. relaxed, so that people can kind of come and go. They don't have to show up for all of them. We we do some excursions to. Uh, uh, we're planning to go to the uh, Royal Gorge and um, a couple other fun places that yeah. uh, Garden of the Gods and so forth. So really encouraging people to get signed up for that. Um, and we just met a gal recently and hoping that she's going to be able to come. But she works in, you know, the uh, wellness arena and she has this microscope that a uh, special microscope that looks at your blood. And so we're interested in just doing some experiments of going, OK, you know, take my blood now. Look at what it looks like. Now let's do an encounter with father. Yeah. And let's see, how see the changes affects. that happen so um, it'll be good. We we haven't got that completely confirmed yet, but uh, yeah, we're working on it. So going to see if she can join us. She was excited about it, so just got to see if the timing works. Yeah. All right. So our topic tonight is what might kingdom economics look like, and uh, let me let me jump over here real quick because I want to read what somebody sent in um, earlier when we just had posted this. Um, and I'm trying to, other other notes are coming in at the same time. Where did that go? Okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep searching here. So, um, yeah, of course. Be on the other page? It'd be on the page. Okay. Are you able to find it? Because someone, someone made a comment, and I thought that'd be a good place to start off. But since I can't find the comment right off the bat, um, what do you guys have in the area of uh, kingdom economics? What do you think it would look like? 
anybody? I'll actually share a little bit on. Yeah. Um, Well, I guess the question I'm having right now is, (laughs) is the audio even working for you guys? Because I could hear you earlier. Larry, just just go ahead and share something if you don't mind. (laughs) Okay, hold on, because I don't have audio for you. I can fix that quickly. I thought I had it fixed earlier, but evidently I can't do it before we actually start the show. <laughs> and let's see if that does it. All right, testing, go ahead. Testing, there we go. Two. All right. Yeah, just uh, I really don't have, I mean, I sure would like to know what it looks like and find out what, uh, and part- start participating. Because I agree with you that we need to uh, begin to practically put it into practice. But what does that even look like? Um, I do think coming from a place of peace, you know, love, peace, and joy um, in all things, you know, economic um, health, you know, all of it. So, uh, but again, how does that really, besides being patient, being calm, you know, loving every each, each other in all circumstances, keep our words positive. We're, we're dealing with that in this, in our family right now. So. Yeah. There's just things like that, that common language, you know, this person's not good with money that don't speak that, right. you know, I don't want to speak that yeah. over people anymore. Um, Correct. This, their history has not been good. Their record is not good, but that's not, that's what we're trying to overcome, right? Is this record. I mean, uh, Chris Blackaby talks about that a lot about what does this record hold? And uh, yeah. I want it to hold the record of the father. So, okay. Yeah. And I and I've always found you know the you can Google this and I've shared it before but uh, you know I think it's four ounces of your DNA can hold all the information that the world has to offer. That's you know when you talk about the record in our in our body. Yeah. And and you know other other again just studying this you can find it on on the internet it's out there. If you um, wanted to find the the most powerful thing to hold information the lo- the longest. You know, our, the hard drives and, and so forth that are in our phones and in our computers and, and so forth, those are only good for, you know, 15 to 20, 25 years. And they, they start disintegrating. They start losing the information. You know, crystals, they estimate, can hold it for up to 10,000 years. But your DNA, they believe, would hold information for over a million years. So, you know, obviously we haven't tested that, (laughs) but in some ways we have because we're here and we see the effects of how our DNA carries all of that um, information from our, our, our ancestors into who we are today. And sometimes we have to work a little bit to undo some of that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me, you know, it, it's been this reprogramming because Growing up in a religious environment, even as a child, you know, my understanding was that um, being poor was good. It was righteous. Being rich was wicked. Filthy. Filthy rich. I I remember as a a child, uh, my parents had just bought 40 acres and and they built a really beautiful house out in the country. And um, a friend came to visit for the first time and she looked at me and she goes, Adina, you guys are rich. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Because, you know, I knew the verse that it was harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, you know, and, and that verse. And so it was like, I don't want to be rich. <laughs> that's, that's terrible, you know. And and so it it does come down to reprogramming. And I believe going back to the very 
root and foundation of it is that Father's kingdom was developed on this place of giving and receiving. And um, sometimes we've taught that as the fractal of two, if you've listened to Arthur Burke's teachings on that. And it's connected to the second day of creation. Um, the gender, male and female, and giving, receiving are the two foundational principles that Father built into us um, that were meant to be a natural part of how we function and what we do. And what has come in through, you know, programming, through trauma, through sin, all of that is it's broken that, that off <laughs> so that we don't know how to really receive and we really don't know how to give. And that's really the basis of economics is an exchange. And when we don't know who we are and we don't know how to flow in that, then we're always going to be blocked in that area. So for anybody who might be new watching this, um, there, the, the plumb lines, I think we, we have six that um, I, I've really settled on. And I think as we look at them, I'm totally open. I know Vivian had uh, shared one and, and we're still trying to determine whether or not it's uh, already included in what we have. But the three plumb lines would be that Jesus is the only way. As, as followers of Yeshua, we're walking in that, that Jesus is the only way to the Father and he's the only way to eternal life. Uh, and that's through the Christ anointing. So that's the first one. The second plumb line is love, honor, and respect. The third plumb line is ask the Father, which we might even put that down at the bottom as a base and a foundation to all the others. Um, and then abundance. So if we're working in kingdom economics and we're working from a place where we believe we have abundance, that puts us in a different position than if we're thinking of lack. If we're thinking lack, then we're going to be holding on to things. We're not going to be giving and there's not going to be that reciprocal atmosphere. And so we have to have a mentality and understanding that our God has everything that we've ever needed and ever will need. So we lack nothing. Honestly, we lack nothing. And then the next one would be stewardship and that as I look around and in walking in my abundance and my love and my honor and my respect that I see even in my household or I see in my neighborhood things that I can steward. So the, the, the next one is stewardship and that I can take care of things around the, the, my house and around the neighborhood. I take care of what I have that is that belongs to me that I'm the owner of. And so I just take good care of that. And then the next step is that place of cooperation where I then look, how do I serve mm -hmm. in my community? How do I serve globally? How do I engage to cooperate at larger levels with other groups and other people to do things on a larger scale? That would be the cooperation element of it. And I don't know if we were able to find that comment. Did you find it or not? No. Okay, I can tell you the gist of it. The gist of it is that in the kingdom economics, this person was saying that there would be no money. So I'm curious, you know, what you think about that idea that there would be no money. And, um, and I would say if that is the case, which I would say I kind of lean that direction. In the perfect kingdom world, I don't know that we would need money. Because whatever I have and you need it, if I have lots of fruit and you need it, I'm going to give it. Yeah. And if I need a haircut and you know how to cut hair, you know, you cut my hair. We, it's a bartering system. It's a trading system. It's that trading floor idea. 
And None of us know, so we're on this journey together, and I think in the discussions we will find out, you know, a little deeper understanding of everything that we're sharing and and trying to trying to figure this out. But as we go to the Father, what is it that He has in the kingdom that He wants us to bring into the earth? That's what we're ultimately looking for. That's what Louise is saying. Is it's really if it's really going to look like kingdom, there won't be money at all. That's my honest belief. Yeah, I I, I think I I'm there with you. The challenge is the transition to get there. And, and the thing is, is that I, I think that it, it is about an exchange. And so there may be a form of currency, but definitely not the way we do it. I don't want to throw currency out because we think it's filthy. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. And, and so um, I definitely don't think that it will be what it is currently. Um, but I... I think that 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 area of exchange is really that giving and receiving of how we cooperate and how we need one another, the the way Father created. Because if we go, you know, some people are going, well, I'm, I am everything. I have access to everything. I just need to access that from within. But then I don't need you or anybody else. <laughs> and, you know, I think one of the biggest things that Father is teaching us is how to walk through that giving and receiving in a way that uh, is honoring, that's glorifying, that's healthy, that's not codependency, that's not victimhood, that's not any of those things. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's open it up. Facebook, YouTube, and Zoom. Let's hear, hear some thoughts. Who's going to go first? <laughs> I like the idea of having currency, but maybe not having currency either that we can go either way. Um, just that we walk by faith, not by sight. And that, you know, when Jesus needed something, he just kind of took it from wherever he saw the father planting it, you know, coin in the fish's mouth for taxes or, you know, if someone needed a new pair of eyes, you know, he just saw the resources in heaven and, you know, manifested it. And, you know, heavenly alchemy, I just believe that we're going to be doing more and more of that ourselves that I know that as I've gotten healthier and healthier, and, you know, all of your courses that I've been taking um, have helped me a great deal in gaining a much higher level of health and a more beautiful walk with Father. Um, I, I just feel this sense of wealth, you know, and abundance. Yeah. yeah. Both in family, you know, the, the community that we have here, but also in miracles happening, provision, yes. and everything falling into place. I mean, how good is that? I mean, the wealthy don't even have that. They, they worry about stuff. Yes. When we don't have to worry about anything because our needs are already supplied. And that's something yeah. that I've come to believe. And that all I have yeah. to do is just believe and expect. Yeah. And, and speak it out, you know. I, I sometimes even send my angels. You know, I send angels for, to supply some of my needs when yeah. I just led to. I, I so love that. And I, I think about when um, Father and Jesus were talking about the tax issue is, you know, what I love is that Father has so many ways 
to provide for us. And I can just hear him having this quick dialogue with Jesus going, hey, how are we going to supply these taxes, you know? And, um, you know, they're talking back and forth. And then, you know, one of them goes, hey, what about, you know, these are fishermen. What if, what about if the coin was in the fish's mouth, you know? And I, I love the creativity of God. And, you, you know, with that, that idea, that thought, it's kind of funny because obviously, yes, they were fishermen. It's like, ask them, how many of all the hundreds of thousands of fish that you've caught, how many of them did you find a coin in the mouth of it? And so I could see them definitely just saying, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so part of, you know, our growing into this kingdom economics is really rooted in creativity. And I don't know if that's another plumb line, but our principle that we walk in is that it it is really uh, looking at, at the possibilities instead of being locked into this is the way it is. And I, I was thinking about this today, even in reference to the big corporations, is like, it's convenient and easy to use Amazon because I can get anything I want and it's delivered to my doorstep. But I, Careful. I don't believe Careful. it is fully kingdom. Okay, that I agree with. And <laughs> I didn't know um, how far you were going to go with that. <laughs> and, and so the point is, is that we have gone towards convenience versus creativity. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was out um, just hanging out with my daughter and we went to um, old Colorado City. And there was a shop where it was um, different artisans, you know, were um, there. And one of the little stands was actually from uh, people who had been rescued out of trafficking. Mm -hmm. And these women were making jewelry. And this is actually the jewelry I have on right now. And so there was so much enjoyment about making that purchase. I really didn't even care how much it was because I knew it was going for something good. The problem with the Amazon is we just go convenience, but basically it's based on a system of greed. It's not an outreach. It's not going to help someone. You know, many of the products are from overseas that are potentially slave labor um, and really not meaningful. Um, convenient, yes, <laughs> but not meaningful. And I, I believe that economics, the intention of every one of these things is about relationship and also creativity and meaning. And so I'm really, you know, even though it's not as convenient, <laughs> You know, I'm looking for ways of how can, you know, we purchase um, fruits and vegetables or meat directly from the farmers. That's so meaningful. This, this is a dilemma that comes in this whole picture because we have gotten so used to having so much. You know, it really is a lot of materialism. Uh, you know, this little stream deck or, or even these earbuds, you know, probably <laughs> not necessarily something that is manufactured right here in Colorado Springs where I could go locally to get it. Um, you know, so you've, you have that deal where if you're doing stuff locally, you can trade and you can um, keep your economy going quite well. Um, but you're, you know, when you start going outside of that, uh, it becomes a little bit more complicated. If you start going global, then it's a little bit more complicated. And money, currency, is definitely a... A, a plus, you know, it's something that, like you said, Norma, uh, it might be a little bit of both, you know, 
of, of those things. But I just don't, you know, right now, because, and I'm not going to say greed. Some people are blessed. Um, our, you know, our own son seems to be blessed with pretty much any move he <laughs> makes financially. He's blessed. And even with the Bitcoin, he didn't know the whole Bitcoin crash was coming. And he pulled a bunch of his money out of Bitcoin to put it into something else. And then the, the big crash, you know, so, um, but there's people like that that just have lots of money. And so I don't want to say it's all greed. Now, sometimes it is. But if we, again, can begin to develop communities, and we talked about this mm -hmm. this weekend after after our Sunday meeting, our group gets together and has lunch, and we started talking about what it might look like to actually start a community. And believe me, we've been in a compound before. I mean, a community before. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it did not go well. It was not... Uh, well, fun. it wasn't an intentional community. It was more of a survivor community. It was. So. It was. Uh, survivors were there uh, <laughs> trying to survive because they had not many Nowhere other choices. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that wasn't the best uh, scenario. But for people to enter in knowing that here are the, the plumb lines, here's the guidelines that we want to live by. And if you're willing to you know, work through this process. And we're all going to have triggers. We all have things that we're working through, which is another thing that, you know, when we reach our fullness of, of sonship, we should be able to create anything we need. But will that really be the case? Because again, yeah, so if we can create everything, we don't, we don't need, need anyone else. So that's what Karen put a, um, a question there about, uh, couldn't we create gold? And the thing is, is that we could, the, the, the thing is, is that gold is valuable here because it's, there's not that much of it. But when the streets are paved with gold in the heavenly realms, then, you know, that's just like picking up a rock out here. And so, hey, I'll trade you this rock for your car. <laughs> um, but I, I love the uh, Chris Carter um, vision that he had or encounter that he had about the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah, yeah. And it was so, if you guys haven't heard that, he shares about how he was in, invited to David's, you know, place. And it was it was set up like a booth here and there. And, and everybody brought what was their inheritance, what, you know, for that past year. And, you know, some of it, there was a whole bunch of stuff and other people just had one or two items. And then just for that whole week, they began trading. And at the end, there was this huge celebration because everybody who had brought something, you know, it had been traded and everybody had exactly what they wanted or needed. And so it was that perfect synergy of, you know, that type of thing. And so um, I think that's. All right. Come on. Ideas. Let's let's hear your thoughts and ideas. <laughs> I think it gets <clears throat> I think it gets very, very interesting depending on how deep we go into it saying how spiritual are we are we going to be? As in, you know, uh Melchizedek is the chancellor of a treasury. So there there's treasuries in heaven. But if you really start to think about what would they exist for, <clears throat> you wouldn't think they exist to be like we think about the way a bank would exist for us if we had our own treasury you know it's not like father needs to go make a withdrawal or do a deposit or whatever you know but it would exist to be for other realms you know 
Mm-hmm. It exists to be for other created beings. It exists to be for other races, species, whatever you want to say. Um, and then, you know, you start to get into where there's definitely trading floors as well. Yes. You know, the existence of trading floors. So trading is 100% kingdom. Um, and so I guess it's really kind of the intention, the value. I guess if we're, if we were going to go into a, a non-currency existence of kingdom economics, then the trading floor would all be about, I guess, intention and heart, you know, and value. Um, because there is, you know, lots of lots of the ways to look at this, um, you know, the gold coming out of the, the, the fish's mouth. I loved how you brought that up, because to me, that always represented that Jesus was showing the fishermen the gold was within them. And then you have where uh, he multiplied the bread and the fish, and then there was 12 baskets left over. So there was a basket for each disciple to show them they needed to be doing this exact same thing. So it really kind of boils down to becoming a treasury and a storehouse to be a dispenser of all of the kingdom things for others, you know? So if we're all equally dispensing kingdom treasure, then that's where we come into fulfilling each other's necessities, but also being co-creators of everything, you know, and pulling out of creative light into created light to manifest everything that could exist into something that exists. And it's all beneficial for everyone. So to me, I can see non-currency, but I can also see currency, but I, I, you know, I definitely see it operating completely different than the world, you know, does it, of course, without a doubt. But if there was, you know, a terrorism that was put upon the trading floors by Lucifer, then the trading floors were in in existence for a reason before anything ever happened. And then they were cleansed and brought back into an existence that they still exist for, for another reason too, you know. So there's definitely some give and take. There's still some sowing and reaping. There's still some everything that is a seed has seed within itself and all of that that exists i would i would say in kingdom economics but it's not about um the more you have and can hold on to that can decay but the more that you can release so that it multiplies and can increase very very good you know and i love these discussions because as we talk about these things uh i don't know about you guys but i'm already getting some revelation on some thoughts that uh, you know, I'm going to have to go talk to father about it again, because, uh, the, the whole thing about, um, if I can create anything and everything, then I don't need anyone else. And yet I, I am convinced that father created all things and especially human beings for the purpose of relationship. Yeah. I, I don't believe that, uh, if I were to go to God and say, and I shared this on Tuesday, you know, if I were to go to God and say, Hey, tell me everything I need to know about my wife. He's probably going to say, you go talk to her. Yeah. She's right there. That is, that is my, you know, that God would say that is my expression, you know, through Adina that I'm having my experience through Adina as well, you know, so go and talk to her, have that relationship. Um, so I, I believe relationship is extremely key now. And I don't think that's going to change. However, the meaning of gold or the meaning of being able to go to Hawaii or the meaning, you know, tele- teleporting to any place we want to teleport. Uh, you know, some have brought out the idea that it would lose its meaning. And that's somewhat true, because if you live in a place 
where the world comes to see whatever it is that's at your place. If you were in Cancun or or whatever, you know, you're going to start taking a lot of that stuff for granted because it's right there. It doesn't have the same meaning to you as it does to someone who's having to come from a distance to see it or, or to experience it. However, I'm absolutely convinced as well that as we continue to grow, that we will find other things will take on meaning. So when I grow to the point where I can teleport and go anywhere I want, anytime I want, the meaning of places and time is probably not going to be as big a deal as whatever might be next, which I don't know what's next because my mind and brain have not had, you know, eye is not he seen and the ear is not heard. You know, there's a, so much that we have no clue what is next. Yeah. So there's that as we continue to grow, that there would be meaning, you know, different things will take on meaning as we grow. I don't know how fast or slow it's going to be. I feel like we need to be looking to what Father has for us and what we believe he is bringing, wanting us to bring into the kingdom. But I also believe just practically we need to have a transitionary mindset as well that we're the transitionaries. Yeah. Um, and in fact, probably every generation is a transitionary of some sort to a next. And that we're not the end all. And, you know, we're going to have to realize that what we're doing right now is part of the transition. It's not the end of things. And so to be willing to hold it all loosely, keep moving forward, <laughs> And keep having the conversations because God's going to continue to reveal to us and through us what is next. And that's why I love the conversations. Uh, so Vivian, you want to share? Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, Norma was talking about not having a major issue with currency. And I kind of feel the same way. It might be a trading. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, there might be a, a, a combination of trading and currency and and i think the present problem that we have just a global problem is just money's been used as government it's control it's controlled people yes. it's to, it's in through taxes i'm from canada so our tax system is so enormous it's it's literally totally ridiculous now some of the money goes to our standard of living which we have a very good standard of living here but the taxes are so extremely high and they've gotten increasingly worse as time goes on and that is a form of control and you and what you do is you control you end up controlling somebody's entire life you control their how their family is structured you control how happy or unhappy they are you control basically now people go and purchase ridiculous things they should never own because they hate their job because half their money is being taken away you know, it, there's such a such a I don't, uh, all these tentacles that come out um, because of that issue. So I think the biggest thing that needs to be removed is is the whole sense that some people at top, government or whoever, needs to be controlling us. And I think once we can solve that somehow, the next thing is going to be we need to be doing the jobs we were created to do. Because how many people uh, are stuck in jobs they really don't like? And that's not how yes. God created us. God create, imagine you're spending 12 hours a day or nine hours a day doing something you don't even like and to, to make it, it's completely a, a, an oxymoron or whatever the term is. It doesn't make any sense. You're, you're, you're out all day making money to come home, this house you paid so much for, but you only get to spend a few hours in it because it costs so much money and you don't get to be with the people you love. 
and you hate your job. And to me, that is, I think if we all find out what we're really supposed to be doing and we do that, then we won't be so concerned about money. And if the structure is proper, properly done, then money becomes secondary. But a lot of times money is an issue because of control, because we don't like what we're doing. We're unhappy and we purchase things we shouldn't be purchasing. Then we get in debt and then we're a slave to the people who put us in control, who are controlling us in the first place. So I don't know how that will get solved, but I think that that's <laughs> the core of the problem in our present thing. And it keeps certain people poor. But also just to add, I also believe that there's some people who are meant to have more than others, not out of greed, but just because they can do more and hire more uh, people because of the way they think. Some people are meant to be business people, entrepreneurs. And if they are entrepreneurs, then they tend to reap a little more than the other people who aren't necessarily taking the risks and going out there and hiring other people. So, yeah, just my thoughts on that. Yeah. And really I, good. I would agree with you. In the kingdom, it's not it's about love. It's not about, you know, everybody being the same, but you know, there's that, that give and take. And, and particularly in the area of greed and control, I would say that that is the foundation of kingdom economics is love. And that changes everything. Um, you know, and when we understand that the pathway we're here, the reason we're here on earth is to learn love then I think that that even changes that whole perspective, you know, too often the controlling part has been part of, um, you know, the religious system as well, you know, tithe, give to us, you got to do this, or even the guilt going, well, you should be feeding the homeless and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And you should, you know, and understanding that each one of us are created with a sphere to interact in certain areas that others may not be called to. And so the whole thing is in relationship with father going, okay, how do I steward the resources given to me? Where am I meant to give and to be that flowing fountain um, as I'm receiving from the father and freely giving? And so someone's passion may be homeless ministry or working with trafficking people. Um, other people may be the entrepreneurs like you're talking about, and they're meant to be wealth creators and bringing that into the earth. And when we are in that place of relationship, discovering who we are, what our design is, and then walking it out, that is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I would just throw out there is, uh, I know I've said this before, and it's just uh, it just comes from the heart. I don't get it. But it seems to be a truth because I've heard others say it as well. But that the currency of heaven is not a dollar bill. It's not a yen. It's not anything like that. <laughs> but the currency of heaven is is honor. It's love. Mm -hmm. It's humility. And how you run a society on that, I don't know. Uh, again, to me, it's a transitionary thing that we're not there yet. But if we begin w operating out of those values... Mm -hmm because that's a value, you know, to have that honor and that respect and the love and, and humility. Those are all things of honor or, or of value that as I have more of it, um, you know, what, what happens? How does that work in this economy? Because again, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious about reconsidering 
you know, what it would look like to try to do a community and how would that happen? Where mm -hmm. could we do that? Where could we experiment in building a community? Um, you know, it would take a lot more conversations and it would be very interesting to see how could we develop a community that could begin operating like this. Yeah. You know, we still need to do a lot more with engaging with the father to see what he has that he is saying, this is what you need to do next. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I don't know how, I don't, I aside from a miracle, which he's totally capable of, um, I don't see how we could just create a, a bubble economy uh, within the world that we live in now. Now, you, now, if someone came in with a ton of money that could just provide everything needed to get it started, maybe that might work. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, we're, we're faced with some challenges just to move in that direction. Yeah. And I don't believe that capitalism or the democracies that we have right now, that these are, these are kingdom. They are, to me, probably the best that humanity has come up with to this point, but they're not kingdom, and they got a lot of flaws in them. So how do we, what do we do? Do we try to take these systems and make them better, or do we go to the Father to find out what he has so that we can start those fresh and start building on those? That's what I really want to see is how do we, take what the father's got and start building on that, mm -hmm. not trying to, you know, revamp the systems that are there. So Marianne has a couple comments. <clears throat> she said, uh, Mike Parsons talks about a wellness economy where it starts with the motives of our heart, like spending our money in companies that don't support exploitation. Mm. Lots of our food is produced by slave labor. So fair trade is a great place to put our money toward. And I would, I'm totally in agreement with that because there's the we can wait until the fullness of kingdom manifests or we can be part of it now as we walk step by step and so for me you know even though it's much more expensive and less convenient possibly than you know buying my meat or vegetables at costco is i found a couple of places farms and i'm experimenting with um you know using them and it's I, I really like this one it's called seven sons farm and you know they send little videos about what's going on in the farm and how they're gardening and they even send recipes and and so it has meaning and there's relationship there than just going and purchasing something you know at costco <laughs> um the same thing would be true for farmers markets and things like this where we can begin to you know be relating in a relational way yeah. with the people who are actually producing it. And and honestly, we're not that good at that. We we we, we there are farmers markets around here and uh, yeah. But uh, no excuse. It it takes more time and effort <laughs> to does. to think through that and mm -hmm. to actually do it. And so um, there was a question somebody talked about moving from 3D to 5D. There's a lot of talk in other circles, you know, about that. And I, I definitely believe that part of that is as we're engaging more and more with the Father, which is unlimited D dimensions. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that, um, you know, we get beyond the stuff that we're dealing with here in the natural. And it's not that we just throw all this stuff out. But again, it's how do we engage with love? How do we engage with meaning? How do we engage with creativity? to be walking in the fullness that Father has for us. And, you know, part of it, again, is coming back to our own identity, that if we don't understand who we are, then 
we could wind up being the bad apple in a good system. Because to me, a good kingdom system is going to be based off of love, honor, respect, and trust, things of that nature. And one, one bad apple who comes in to exploit the, the, that economy um, can, can, can really cause havoc. So even in the transition, even if we did create a community and started uh, uh, you know, trying to live out these principles, you'd still have to have the, um, the contingency plan, if you want to call it that, or the, or the uh, plumb lines or the principles that you would have to engage with if somebody were coming in to exploit. And they might not, in fact, I would almost imagine that if you've got a community like that and it's, it's by volunteer, you know, you, you volunteer mm-hmm. to come in and be part of that community, you're not forced in any way, that people coming in have good intent but if they don't know who they are, which all of us are working on that, yeah. but if they don't know who they are, they can get offended, they can get hurt, and begin to try to respond out of that. You know, once fear comes in, then you got lack that follows it in control. Mm-hmm. So, we've got lots of work to do, right, right, right here. <laughs> which is is curious to you know just wonder how did it really work in the early church when it said they had all things in common. And, you know, what did that really look like? And, you know, I'm not sure that that's what Father has for us today, but if it was, what would that look like? Yeah, and I think that's part of what we're talking about and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out is what would it look like? And is that what he's calling us to? Because I, I don't know either. I haven't asked him that. <laughs> Anyone else? I just have a real quick comment that, you know, what's been on my mind is, you know, just how Jesus lived his life. He went about doing good and healing all, all, you know, he didn't have to minister to everybody, but he ministered where he saw the father kind of highlighting and he he did what he saw the father doing. And I think that's a good place to start. And I think also just having this community, this love community, this family, of kingdom talks um, where we're having this conversation where we're all willing to do what we see the father doing and talk about it openly without any kind of shame or blame or judgment. Very different than say some traditional church systems that at least I've been a part of where, you know, there's judgment and things. And And someone trying to win the argument to get their way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, to keep things the way they've always been, but to be ready to launch out into the deep, cast our net on the other side, so to speak. Uh, Just do things like you said, Adina, so creatively, so differently, seeing unlimited possibility. That's kind of the way God thinks, unlimited possibility. And I think he loves it when we partner with him and start to look at the unlimited, infinite possibilities. And then believe. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, and, well, you know, what what you were saying about Jesus, that he would heal. And, um, you know, to me, what what he was doing was he was restoring. And, And what did he start with? Human beings started by restoring human beings. So again, it's just, you know, the revelation that comes when we're having these conversations that that Jesus was restoring human beings. And I think, well, why? Well, because eventually if we walk in the fullness of who we are and of love, joy, and peace and everything else, 
then we begin to restore other human beings and it becomes a wildfire of restoration. And that's what we're here to do. Well, it's a ripple effect, like throwing a stone into a pond. You know, it ripples outward because as we help people heal, they're going to turn around and help others heal because God created us all in his image, essentially good. And it's only through, you know, the challenges and the trauma we suffered that, you know, we've turned to trying to fix things ourselves. And usually we mess up when we do that. Whereas when we turn or create another problem, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when we turn to father, it's like we get the ultimate solutions and kind of like the free pass to the new path and a better way. So, so way. good. Thank you, Norma. Luke, did you have something? Were you, about to say something earlier always um <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a talk it out as i think it through kind of guy but you know a, a, a lot of it because i've i've dabbled in this a little bit here and there it's not really my strong suit that i've focused on a lot before but it is something that is always going to be something you think about but you know Tom, the relationship with Tom is what's really, really key with all this when you think about it, because it goes back to you, people get paid hourly, um, you know, and the, the yes. value on things comes back to their time, you know, and like you were even talking earlier, Gil, about, if, you know, would if you could just be in Hawaii just like that or in another dimension just like that, it could lose its value because of the essence of the effort and time involved but then also when you start to have a better relationship with tom i think that's where the value part may not necessarily decrease but you can understand it from a different perspective because can't we all just enter heaven right now there was no you know no tom so to me that doesn't diminish in value whatsoever but what we've created in this realm is do I want to go right here to the dollar store or five extra minutes up to Walmart when I can buy something? And does the dollar value on it matter to me based on the time that I'm going to have to put into it? And, you know, I don't have time to do this. Okay. So once again, the value is based on time laying down your life for another, you know, that could be, be, that could be as simple as just a few minutes of your time, you know? So the changing of the redemption of Tom, redeeming Tom, as it talks about in Ephesians five, could be the fullness of redeeming everything that has to do with every topic. So the redemption of Tom could be the fullness of redeeming kingdom economics in the earth system. Because if Adam and Eve weren't necessarily focused on things being dictated by a realm of Tom, then, you know, that probably wasn't much of an issue with with anything in the kingdom economics and the ecosystem of the garden uh, and what was supposed to come come through into all the earth. So it wouldn't have been based on, you know, I can't give a day, I can't give a week. Uh, Why? You know, why? Why would you not be able to? Because you have other things that you have to give unto. Well, Becoming multidimensional, being able to do all that's why I was saying earlier, how deep can we go with this? But if we're where we realize we're existing in heavenly places at one time and the intention of our heart is, is focused on multiple different things, then we can understand that we're in these multiple different arenas at the same time. You know, so it's 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 really about redeeming and restoring time 
literally as well as just inside of our mind as we focus on things being accomplished, you know. It's uh, interesting that you would bring that up because I wrote it down toward the beginning of this hour. <laughs> and um, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie In Time. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because they take this concept, obviously, to to a whole new level where it's very interesting that everything you do to earn money, instead you're earning time and it goes on your on your arm. And so you see how much you have. And in the ghetto, they basically live day by day. They get enough, you know, where they work to make it through the night because after 25 years old, they're going to die if they run out of time. And uh, so it's a very interesting concept. But um, the, and shoot, I, I forgot the main point I was going to make. But, it, you know, you've got everybody, the, the rich don't run because they're never in a hurry because they've got plenty of time. But, oh, this was what I was going to do. So in order to control it, to bring down the population, all they got to do is raise the prices. So this goes back to Vivian's, I you know, thought that the the prices are are rate or the time prices of time, the cost of time, goes up to where the people in the ghetto just don't have enough to get. They they can't do it, and and so similar things can be done in an economy like ours with finances. And so, how do you remove that? And and so it is all very relevant to to understand and to build a relationship with the being of time. We've, I'd say in the last week and a half, we've had two different encounters where, and we've had encounters with time before, but they just came up again, two yeah. separate meetings. We weren't even leading and time came up and was, we did a lot of repenting toward time because of the way we've, we've treated it. And I, I so appreciate you bringing this up, Luke, too, just in the, the area of everything that we touch on is multidimensional and anytime we only focus on one aspect we we miss out on others and it, it's just an interesting thing because it kingdom is simple and yet it's multifaceted and it's the beauty of exploring all these di different dimensions because you know when we were talking about you know today um, you know, we were like kind of economics. Okay, where are we going to go with this? You know, but what's come out of it, you know, is things about time, is about creativity, is about, you know, economy and love. I would have not put economy and love together, but I believe that everything that kingdom is foundational to love and relationship. Um, and so this has been such a beautiful conversation. And it's, it's only scratching the surface. And you know, when we come back in a month, uh, we're not sure exactly how we're going to continue with things, but I almost think of taking this to an offline setting where it's just Zoom, just people who are very interested in in getting serious about this this concept of kingdom culture. What would it what would it look like to have a community where we we start small and begin to just grow and and how do you do that? I mean, somebody come in with enough money to buy a small town? I don't know that that's going to happen, but it can, obviously. So what are some practical ways to start in a community? You know, we've had several people that have moved here to Colorado Springs uh, to be in the community here. And I, you know, wonder, can we do that? Can we do it online? You know, what are some different ways that we can be practical about how do we start transitioning and making this shift today? 
how do we start something that can grow and expand into you know our friends and and family that are around us mm -hmm. what can we do practically today and this is a this is a kingdom thing so we've got to be going to the father and finding his thoughts his ideas yeah. these conversations should be where we bring what we've encountered with the father we bring it to the table and we start discussing how do we begin to enact all this so that's the purpose and maybe when we come back that might be the direction we go uh, I don't know how relevant this is to everybody, so I'm not sure that we need to keep putting it out there for everybody. But um, we'll be talking to Father to see <laughs> where we're going to go when we come back in, in three weeks. To and this is definitely what we'll be focusing on with Restoration Encounters, yeah. along with many other things. But, you know, is like, how do we walk this out practically? How do we do it today? Not, you know, waiting for something to happen. Yeah, it's it's getting serious about bringing kingdom and I know there's a lot of other groups out there that are pretty serious about it I, I, I just I, I think a lot of them are more about uh, uh, bringing some um, some changes to the systems that we currently have which that may be the way we have to go for the transition, for transition yeah. so we just got to be open to everything we can't throw something out just because we don't like it <laughs> Anyone, anyone else? we got about five minutes left. I just wanted to say quickly, you know, there's been a lot of prophecies from Justin and Nancy Cohen and these people who've talked about um, um, inventions that will be coming out when this kingdom is finally unraveling. And, um, I, and I've been hearing a lot about free energy, and, and I think that that is definitely going to be something that has to come out because that is what is taking up most of our finances. Everything that's attached to energy from, from transportation to everything in our house is just taking up so much, like bills, is taking up so much cash that once you remove that, you remove a lot of obstacles that then the rest is yeah. the alchemy and, and et cetera. So I just thought that that's something that we need to really pray about. And there is there is huge governmental suppression of that type of thing. So I think some of these yeah. things have to yeah. be done in in uh, incognito it's going to have to be away from everybody else otherwise there's persecution that comes with that so that's the thing to like you said we've got to be wise on how we're going to go about doing this it can't because yeah. we've done overtly i think yeah and you're, you're so right i mean we're held kind of in bondage because we everything we not everything but a lot of <laughs> things that we work with in a daily basis require energy and we were just recently in fact yesterday I was going back and forth and back and forth because we were looking at putting solar panels on, which, you know, if you have enough, you have free energy for your house. And this was going to be a Tesla system, but it was just the, the, the price tag on it. And it doesn't increase the value of your house, at least not here in Colorado. And um, so I, I I eventually said, no, father's, father's got a different way. Just holding off no for debt. now. I, it's one of those things where, you know, at the beginning of last year, father kept saying things are going to happen this year that you're not going to understand and you know who could have imagined COVID and everything you know and i i almost feel like we're about ready to enter into another one of those seasons and father was like you can't imagine it and you can't figure it out so don't try you know just trust me and and so it's it's that place of really living day by day with him in that place of love and relationship and, you know, I, I don't know what things are going to look like six months from now. You know, the picture of what I would like, uh, you know, is stability, you know, 
no more masks, no more you know, all this <laughs> other stuff. But, but the reality is I want what's on Father's heart. And that may look really different because oftentimes to get things to move and get us to where we need to be, it's usually crisis that changes us. Um, it's usually where there's transition. You know, we talked about transitionaries and we're so excited, you know, we're, you know, <laughs> next age, you know, and all this. But most transitions are very rocky and not always very challenging. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And so just having the courage to walk in relationship with a father, trusting him moment by moment, you know, six months from now, solar panels might be the right thing for us. But at this moment, it we feel like it's that place of going, just, just wait, just hang in there, just yeah. wait yeah, and trust. Yeah. So that's, that's the idea. We really want to be serious about, you know, building a community. And so some of you may have information to bring to this conversation. Some of you may have some ideas for resources and so forth to bring to the conversation because it, it, it's going to take resources. You know, I'm not talking necessarily about money, but it may take. I, most likely it's going to take a lot of money to start a, a community that would be able to uh, start, a, um, you know, using the principles that fathers called us to. And it's just, I mean, that's why we're doing the immersion retreats, because it's a place where we get to practice what we're, we've been teaching and what others have been teaching. So it's just, let's start doing it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know if you call it a bad attitude, but I get tired of all the talk. Let's do it. <laughs> Makes a so. bit of courage, you know? It does. And we get to have courage because the courageous one lives inside of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. That, and again, that community does not necessarily mean we all got to move to one place. Maybe and more likely it's about how do we start it online you know through through this and we have meetings and and government meetings but they're not you know we are governing from the heavens but they're not about um you know trying to change you know our our local government maybe it would come to that but but it's more about how do we govern first ourselves you know it, it's really got to start with us and i feel like uh we all you know we have a lot of work to do on ourselves and we could benefit greatly by starting there with government, governing ourselves, yeah. governing of the governments, you know, our government, uh, economics, the education. That's a whole nother one we haven't we haven't touched on yet. But um, yeah, I've got some ideas on the educational side that, you know, it. I, I think there's there could be some significant changes in humanity in a community yeah. in just a generation or two. If and it doesn't even have to take that, but otherwise we got a lot of work to do on ourselves again to get to that place of loving ourselves well, so that we can teach others to love themselves well, because that's going to be the key for any kingdom government economics or anything to work. Otherwise, people come in and again they get triggered, fear steps in, then comes control, and we go through the whole cycle again. So we have to know who we are, and we have to do as much as we can to you know, have our identity completely in him so that we're not triggered by when someone has a different idea or a different concept or whatever. So. All right. Those are our thoughts. And we'll see you next month. <laughs> we love you all. And just, thank you for participating. Yes, thank you for being part of our family. Love you. Yeah. We love you guys so much. Bless you all. We'll Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. 
you can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.